familiar passage of scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter number 7, and we'll read three verses of scripture tonight, and uh, I'll jump right into the message, because uh, I don't want to keep you any longer than I have to keep you, uh, but I certainly uh, want to give you tonight what God has put on my heart, and uh, we're going to look at this passage, I believe, a little bit differently than we usually do, and uh, I, want to, uh, I want to share with you uh, some thoughts that I have uh, that I think will help us in this day uh, that we uh, live in. Uh, of course, a very familiar passage of Scripture, Second Chronicles chapter number 7. And I'm going to read verses 12 through 14 in just a moment. Uh, but uh, we do need to pray for our country. And uh, through this, I'm certainly praying for this to pass, to get back to normal. I think that's what we want, want to all do, get back to normal. Uh, but we certainly want to see God do a work uh, in our country. Um, and uh, so I think I'm, uh, I'm going to address some things tonight uh, that will be a help to us. Sometimes we, we say, well, I just want to hear from God. We don't always like what God has to say. And so I think we ought to approach uh, this situation like any other situation. What is God trying to, to speak to us about? Second Chronicles chapter number 7, look at verse number 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. God goes on to say in verse 13, If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, God is speaking to Solomon. He says, Okay, Solomon, I'm going to have this place uh, for me. It's going to be my house of sacrifice. It's going to be uh, the place where my people worship me. He's going on in his conversations. He says, No, pay, pay attention. Because if certain things happen, I want you to understand something. He says, if, if all of a sudden there's no rain, that's out of the, that's out of the ordinary. That's unusual. Because you, you need rain uh, to survive. If there's no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, if I send pestilence among my people, he said, okay, if something's different, and it's in this regard, then we see in verse number 14. Basically, I want to have your attention so that you can do this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face <coughs> and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We're very familiar with verse number 14, aren't we? We quote it, we say it, we reference it. Oh, we need to pray for revival. But that is not what verse 14 says. It's not. Now, prayer is part of revival. There's more to it than that. If I can say it like this, that's the easy part. God, give us revival. God, give us revival. I believe that would be on the prayer of most, that would be on the lips of most Christians. But that's not what this passage says. Now, God says to Solomon, I want to do, and I've chosen this place. We're going we're to build the temple. We're going to have this place to honor me, to worship me. Now, if, if, if something changes and you notice the skies have been shut up, uh, I'm talking to you. If you notice that the locusts devour the crops and there's, there's not a crops to, uh, that the crops aren't sufficient to feed the people, I'm talking to you. If I send a pestilence through the land, Solomon, even though you're my people, even though I've heard your prayer, I'm talking to you. 
Now, I want to speak on this subject, and I think it'll help us with what we're dealing with to look at this passage of Scripture and look at our situation in a certain way. I want to speak on this subject tonight. Getting God's attention after He gets our attention. Getting God's attention after He gets our attention. This certainly applies to what we're dealing with this very day. But I believe it, will, it has applied in the past, and I believe it will apply in the future. And so stay with me this evening as we look at this passage of Scripture and we think of this subject, getting God's attention after He gets our attention. Father, I pray tonight that the Spirit of God <coughs> would meet with us. May this not be a formality. Uh, may uh, this not just be a simple gathering. Uh, I know that we have been spread out as your people. I know there are many who could not be with us tonight and should not be with us tonight because of all that's going on. But at, uh, as we gather together here in this place, as our members are watching tonight uh, on the live stream, Father, I pray that the Spirit of God would speak to each person. Uh, may we realize uh, the truths of what we see <laughs> this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I've been asked, Pastor, do you believe God's trying to get our attention? My simple answer to that is, yes, God's always trying to get our attention. When He blesses us, He's trying to remind us of things. We go through difficulties, He's always trying to get our attention. The simple answer is, God is always trying to get the attention of His people. Whenever we go through situations like we go through as a nation now and as a church now and even as individual Christians, whenever we go through uh, something that is different, whenever we go through a, a, a heartache or a hard time or a valley or, or a burden, anything like that, we ought to stop and look at the situation and say, what is God trying to do in my life in this situation? <coughs> if you'll allow me to use a personal illustration, when we lost our daughter Amanda. As hard as that was and as difficult as that was, if I did anything right in that situation, it was to pause and make a conscious effort between me and my God and say, and I remember that the conversations I had with God, if I have to go through this, I want to learn everything I can while I go through it. The problem is never about God speaking to us. The problem is not about God getting our attention. Uh, the, the, the situation where we need to look at, where we make our mistake, is when God does things to get our attention, and that's as far as we acknowledge. Where we make it in passing. Boy, God's still trying to get our attention, isn't he? Oh, sure, God's still trying to get our attention, and let's make no mistake. And this is the part of the, the message tonight, and this is part of what, what I feel inclined to say. We want all comfort, and we want all to be, be, to be told it's okay, and it is okay. And, and I'll reference you to this morning's message. But there's a side of God that is going to hold America accountable for its sins. And we need to be mindful of that. And this is a passage to the people of God that we can get a pattern from. We say, well, God is trying to get our attention. I think of things that have happened in our nation like 9-11. I think after 9-11, God had gotten our attention. But I think it's what we do after God gets our attention that makes the difference. 
God has not had a problem getting the attention of his people. It is after that the people getting the attention of God. Just because God gets our attention doesn't mean anything's changing. I mean, all of our lives have been affected by this. And, and I'm not a prophet, but if I had to prophesy a little, they're going to be adjusting a little bit more before we get back to normal. We can stop and we should stop and say, God, what are you trying to say to your people? And we can say, boy, God's certainly stopping the world. God's certainly getting our attention. But that's not what I want us to focus on tonight. What I want us to focus on is not just the fact that God gets our attention. And a lot of times in the life of a Christian, in a, separate, in a situation separate from this, but certainly in a situation like this, we'll stop and we'll acknowledge the fact that God gets our attention. That's been a prayer. I've seen it. Uh, I've heard it mentioned. I've seen it on social media. Oh, I hope that God gets the attention of his people. And I know what people mean by that. But that's not going to bring revival to America. What is going to bring revival to America is after God gets our attention, we take the effort to get God's attention. And we have a lot of people today, a lot of Christians, and even preachers say, oh, God's got our, God's got our attention, or, or, or God's gotten our attention, God's gotten our attention. That's not the problem. That is not going to get us to where we need to go as a people. It's not going to do what we want in our nation, and we say it's in our heart. It is the fact that we get God's attention after he's gotten our attention. Sometimes we say it like it's a, it's a great accomplishment that the Almighty, who spoke everything into existence, he got our attention. Well, he's God. He can get our attention on a daily basis. And quite frankly, he does have our attention on a daily basis. We just don't acknowledge it. Boy, isn't the sunrise beautiful? That's God. I walked outside last night and looked up at the stars. I love looking up at the stars and seeing what God has done. That's God. But there's times when God blesses us and we ought to acknowledge him. But there's times when we go through things like we're going through now as a people. <clears throat> when I believe God is getting the attention of his church and even in our nation. I'm glad that we have even our leadership, the president and vice president, I'm glad we have a leadership that acknowledges God. And when you have a vice president who is more bold in his witness than a lot of preachers, that, that, says, that says something. But the issue is not, what's going to determine the change is not whether or not God gets our attention. But it's whether or not we get God's attention now that he has our attention. This is going to be very simple and practical tonight, but I want you to understand this truth. God is speaking to Solomon and said, Solomon, if things change, and you notice no rain, if I shut up the heaven, if I command the locusts to devour the land, there's a famine. If I send pestilence among my people, I'll have your attention. Now he says, Solomon, let me tell you how you can then in turn get my attention. This will do us no good as Christians, as the church, as a nation, to have to stop 
and slow down and have our lives affected and say, oh God, what are you trying to do? If we don't make a conscious effort through this to say, how can we use this to get God's attention? What do I need to do to get God's attention? He's got, he stopped our world. Let me very simply, I think you've got the point that I'm trying to make. We need to get God's attention so that God will move in the way that only he can move. Just because, and I know, I know what we mean by it, we've got to be careful not just to throw out trite expressions. Oh, maybe through this, God will bring revival. Not if we don't get his attention. Maybe through this, people will look to God. Not if we don't get his attention. He's more than capable of getting our attention. But the Bible tells us that we are capable of getting his attention. It's the same as a preacher saying, Oh, I just like to have the power of God. I like to have the power of God. I like to have the power of God. But the Bible says it's through prayer and fasting that you get the power. That's what gets God's attention. God can get our attention, and God does get our attention. But, friend, tonight, I want us to look at this situation as a church and as a Christian, as a people, and and, and see what can I do to get God's attention? Because God says, I will do things to get your attention. But the responsibility is now on us to say, okay, God, you've slowed us down. You've got our attention. Now, let's make a conscious effort to get your attention. Very simply, let me give you some thoughts about getting God's attention. Number one, do what you know to do. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. That ties with prayer, but I also want to point out that you have to humble yourself to obey this book. Do, you want to get God's attention? Do what you know to do. We fail as Christians. Are you with me tonight? We fail as Christians not because we don't understand some of this book and what we're supposed to do. We fail because we're not doing what we know to do. Do what you know to do. I'm thankful that we can still assemble in some respect. I'm thankful that we can still operate. But... but You know, it's amazing to me how many Christians aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Say, well, we got to get God's attention. And by the way, you can't hashtag and get God's attention. We've got to start a movement. We've got to start a movement. Hashtag revival. That ain't doing nothing. God tells us how to get his attention After he gets our attention, do what you know to do. In the days ahead, what are we to do as a church? Do what we're supposed to do. What are we to do as Christians? Do what we know to do. Obey this book. Be what we're supposed to be. Number two, if we want to get God's attention, we've got to pray what needs to be prayed. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. I wonder... How many Christians, as I preached this morning, are not depending on God? But they're depending on the next decisions our government leaders make. I have not agreed with everything that our leaders have done. And I'll not tell you what it is necessarily or who it is. 
But I'm not going to criticize without praying for them. Boy, we like to... We like to put our hypocritical shoes on, don't we? And say, I, I, this is, I can't believe. Okay, hold on a second. How much have you prayed for, the, for our leaders to have wisdom? How much have you prayed for God to use this situation? How much have we prayed to God for him to, to do a miraculous work and to keep people safe and to protect people? We, we pray selfishly many times. Oh, God, I pray that my family doesn't get it, and that's quite okay for you to pray that, but we ought to be praying for God to protect people in general and for God to, to show give wisdom and for God to do a thing that only He can do. It's not we can't wish it to happen. I hope you get the point I'm making. When God gets our attention, we actually have to put some effort into it and say, God, how am I going to get your attention? How can I get you to move as only you can move? And it does not happen without God's people praying. How are we going to get God's attention? God could stop this tomorrow. But, but God's not going to move without us getting his attention. Solomon, if I do this, if I, if I stop your world, if I change your, your world financially, if I change it with, with the health, I, I will have your attention. Now you get my attention. And that's what's missing. When God stops us and slows us down, we even acknowledge, oh, God's trying to get my attention. Okay, now get God's attention. How we get his attention is we pray. We shouldn't be praying less. We should be praying more. And I hope, I hope, and I'm going to say some of this uh, if, I, if I don't run out of time at the end. I hope God's people get back to praying on a daily basis and not just when we gather as a group. I hope that just because we don't have a scheduled men's prayer meeting tomorrow night, that men don't pray. We have got to get God's attention. And how we do that is we pray what needs to be prayed. Prayer ought to be in the daily life of God's people. It's okay if you pray more than one time a day. We ought to have a constant heart of prayer. It's not a matter. Please get this. It's not a matter of God getting our attention. He's gotten mine. But I want to make sure that during this time, what God's got my attention, that I do my part in getting his attention so that he'll do a work that only God can do. Is this making sense? Number three. After we do what we know to do, pray what needs to be prayed. Number three, confess what needs to be confessed. Now we're going to get into the part of this verse of Scripture that very rarely gets talked about. Well, if we would just pray, we can have revival. That's not what that says. Prayer is part of it. Okay, we need to get all of the, 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 the preachers together. We need to get all of the people together. Well, I think if we're going to do all this together, I'm not against that. Let's not stop at the prayer. And we need to confess to God what needs to be confessed. I believe this with my whole heart. We would be amazed. Amazed at what God would do in our nation, our world, 
if God's people all across this land were willing to get on their face and confess to God their failures and their sins and the things that they're holding on to as a Christian. I believe it would move the heart of God. Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong, and I try to make a habit of it, of even confessing the sins of our nation to God. And God, we're sorry for the sins of our world. And we're sorry for what we have, have, how we have offended you. We're sorry. I'm sorry on behalf of our nation. Friend, we have to confess what needs to be confessed. I just want God to do a work, okay? Let, let's not just, you know, man, we're so good. We're professionals at making all the, 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 the catchphrases, aren't we? I just, I'm, I'm going to coin a new thing. Catchphrase Christianity. Praying for you, brother. Well, if you say that, you better be praying. Uh, <coughs> living by faith. Well, live by faith in. And if we really want to get God's attention, we need to confess what needs to be confessed. Now, we, we've grown with, I ain't, I ain't no Catholic, I ain't confessing my sins to man, nor do we have to, nor should we. That does not alleviate our responsibility to confess them to God. It takes you humbling yourself to confess. It's acknowledging on your behalf to a holy God that you have done wrong by him. Can you imagine what would happen if we confessed what needs to be confessed? Hey, do we want to, do we want, when God gets our attention, do we want to get his attention or not? I want to get God's attention. I'd like for our nation to get God's attention. I believe, it, I believe God can bless our, our nation in this world we live in. God has blessed our nation, but we can get his attention as a nation. If our nation is not interested in that, I believe we as a church can get God's attention. Our home can get God's attention. Your life, you can get God's attention. I don't, I don't have to take, I won't take much time to do it, but we could go through the Old Testament. We could find places of Scripture where one man's prayers made the difference. And God would spare whole people for one man's prayers. What I'm saying is, I think we as God's people have to be very, very careful not just to acknowledge the fact that God uses things that get our attention, but we take that to where it needs to go, and after he gets our attention, let's get his attention. Number four, and finally tonight. After we do what we need to do, know to do, we pray what needs to be prayed, we confess what needs to be confessed, Number four, this is the tough one. Change what needs to be changed. God does not get the attention of his people for the sake of getting their attention. God does not use situations like this virus situation just so we can walk around and say, oh, God's really getting attention. God's getting really everybody's attention. God's really getting our attention. That's not why God will use a situation like this. He, used, he gets our attention so that we might get his attention so a change can be made. I used 9-11 as a reference just a few moments ago, and I think back to 9-11 and how everybody was talking about God. When the Congress gathers 
on the steps of the Capitol building and sings to God. Talks about praying to God. When NFL football shows would have the Bible, they'd have the Bible on the counter and say, we need, we need, we need to turn back to that. Things change somewhat for a little while. But God gets our attention because there's a change that needs to take place. Notice verse 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And turn from their wicked ways. See, that's part of the recipe of getting God's attention that we don't like to talk about. Quite frankly, there's churches that water it down. Because if we just pray for revival, that sounds a whole lot better than you need to turn from your wicked ways. You cannot separate holiness from getting God's attention. If you, as a child of God, want to get God's attention for your own needs and your own life, live a holy life. It gets His attention. We need to change what needs to be changed. My message tonight is not to a lost world. If I had the audience of a lost world tonight, I would preach the Lord Jesus Christ and turn to Him. Salvation is only in Him, and we know that. But the message to God's people tonight is, if we truly want to get God's attention, we've got to do what we know to do, pray what needs to be prayed. We need to, <coughs> we need to uh, change what needs to be changed. My challenge to you tonight is what I have already done in recent days. I have, I have, I have prayed, search me, O God. If there's any wicked thing, Quite frankly, that's what we need to be doing. And we don't want to acknowledge what it is that get God's attention. Notice the Bible. When we turn from our wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. God will do things to get our attention. God will do things to get a nation's attention. God will do things to get a church's attention. God will do things to get his children's attention. And he were reminded from this passage of Scripture, God says, Solomon, if this and this and this happens, it's going to affect the world around you. I want you to acknowledge the fight and know. I'm going to make it clear that I'm talking to you. I'm going to get your attention. And when I have your attention, let me tell you how to get my attention. Because that's whose attention we need in this world today. We need the Almighty God to do in the hearts of men what only God can do. We need the Almighty God to move in ways that only God can move. God can change the hearts of men. God can change the situation. God can take us from the crisis hour to an hour of victory. But we must do our part to get His attention. Then will I heal Pastor, what do we need to do? Let me give you some practical things to, that we can do to get God's attention. First of all, make sure your prayer life is what your prayer life should be. If you're a child of God and you do not have a, a walk with God, you do not have a prayer life, 
with a slower schedule that we have, make this the time that you get one. I know we get busy. We don't really have that excuse now, do we? Let's make a point to pray. What can we do? And can, can I just be so bold and so transparent as to say, God will hear his people more than he will a government. God's listening for the prayers of his people. We, are, we force circumstances on ourselves because we don't take advantage of the opportunity to get his attention. We need to have a prayer life, practically speaking, and certainly importantly, do what we know to do. We ought to give attention to prayer like we've never given attention to prayer. And then when this passes, we don't stop praying. Prayer is a vital ingredient in the life of a Christian. Prayer is vital. It is necessary. It, it is a non-negotiable in getting the attention of God. Let's give attention to our prayer life. Another practical thing we can do is we can give attention to the house of God like we need to. It's sad that when restrictions are put on churches, it affects so few Christians. Now, it's affected us. We live in a day today that's just the reality that Christians have lost the emphasis on what God has put the emphasis on, and God still puts the emphasis on His church. And as we know, because we've been on a journey for a while, and we've had to adapt for a while, the church is us. And we, we've had church in a tent. We may, before this is all said and done, may have church in a parking lot. But we are the church. And we are to give attention to the fact that we are part of the church. Practically speaking, what should we do? This is very practical. We got to give attention financially that we should give attention. I mean, just from a spiritual standpoint and a practical standpoint. We got to do what is right with our money that would honor God. Automatically, as Christians, our minds go to our tithes and our offerings, and certainly that's so. But I'm afraid this is going to teach all of us, the lesson we can learn from all of this, is we, we ought to pay more attention financially than we do. As God told Joseph to prepare for plenty, and part of preparing for that plenty is to make ready for the famine. I'll move Away from that, everybody just logged off online talking about money. So we got to take time. I believe it'll get God's attention to be a witness. Say, Pastor, well, we, we don't have any soul winning times. Well, this might be good. Because the Bible says nothing about being a witness at a certain time of the day on a certain day of the week. That's the time we have scheduled. But I'm excited because there's a lot of opportunities for us as God's church to get his attention. And we ought to be looking for opportunities to be a witness. 
And the last one I'll mention to you tonight is we ought to make a point to live a more holy life. We get God's attention by living a holy life. <laughs> it's hard to seek the throne of God when you're not living as you should live. We ought, to, we ought to make a point, give attention, give heed to holiness. See, we, we misinterpret this verse and we don't fully apply this verse of Scripture because we don't want to deal with the part where it affects what we do as an individual. Tonight, I'm just trying to help us as we move forward in these days. I don't know how bad it's going to get. But we ought to be seeking God's attention now. But if it were to get worse, or there's something in our future as an individual, as a church, <coughs> as a nation, we've we got to know how to get a hold of God. And hashtag revival and hashtag prayer and, and hashtag 2 Chronicles 7.14 isn't doing anything. But quite frankly, insulting a holy and a mighty God. Because if God's truly got our attention, then the responsibility comes back on us. Okay, God, you've got our attention. God has told us what to do to get his attention. I know this, is, and I'll probably say more about it as we get out of this in the future, whenever that is. God has reminded me of some things. So now... I want to have a part in the solution by getting the attention of God. I guess what I'm saying tonight to you that are here and to our members that are watching online, why don't you join me? Why don't we decide? You hear, you've heard this a lot from our leaders. Do your part. Do your part. And I believe you should do your part. I believe we ought to be careful. Do your part. Do your part. Okay, what, what about the greater solution? Christian, it's more important that we do our part in getting God's attention. I believe tonight, we as God's people, not only as a church, but as a nation, could get the attention of God if we just did these simple things that he said to do. When's, when's, whether you're, whether you're watching on live stream or you're here tonight, when's the last time you actually bowed a knee to talk to God? If that's been a long time, I think if you did it, it'd probably get his attention. When's the last time you prayed, search me? I know we've got a lot to complain about. We can complain about our government. We can complain about our leaders. We can complain about uh, the, the morality of our nation. But as a child of God, when have you prayed, search me? We're good at saying, search my brother and search my sister and, and search somebody else. But what will get the attention of God is if God's people humble themselves and say, God, I need to look at me. And if we would turn 
from our wicked ways. Well, Pastor, this is, this is the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I mean, we're, we're here, here, and we're not just here on a Sunday night, which is unusual in itself. We're here in the midst of these circumstances. I'm not talking about me thinking you're the greatest people on this planet, and I do. But let's be honest. Even God says our hearts are wicked. Who can know it? Meaning sometimes we're not even aware of how wicked we are. So tonight I want to challenge us in the service as we conclude in the days ahead. Let's get God's attention. How he said, well, this is just to me, this is just a, it's just a powerful thing to me. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to change things around you. And you acknowledge that, okay, God wants our attention. But sadly, as I look at the situation, most of the time, if not all the time, that's where we stop as God's people. We acknowledge the fact that God's trying to talk to us. But then we don't go so far as to say, okay, let me get God's attention so that God will move in a way that only God can move. Father, I pray tonight that you'll take this simple truth